fellow Southerners, go get your life jacket. We're ready for another episode of the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. I'm John Rawl. I don't mean to be a wise guy, but for many across the South today or getting ready to, you're going to have a bunch of rain. And unfortunately, some of you are going to have to be dealing with flood. We'll talk about the latest winter storm that's bringing so much saturation across Dixie in just a second. Welcome into this Wednesday Y'all program. Talk with a Southern accent. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll be joined by our ACC insider, Jonathan Lifite. We'll talk ACC football and ACC basketball with Mr. Lifite. It's going to be a fun talk with him as we haven't, I don't think we talked to him at our regularly scheduled time. Last week, we moved ACC and SEC talk together last week, but we'll have Jonathan on in just a little bit. Give us the latest in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Should be a lot of good information coming from Mr. Lifite there. In hour two of today's Y'all Show, we've got hashtag hullabaloo coming your way. And then we're not going to have Precious stop by this week. We got too much Precious here on the show last week. Just kidding. We love Precious. But she deserves a break, and we're going to give it to her here today. But we've got someone who can give Precious all of the country silliness that you can handle. The, the great laughter. Because we've got a very special guest coming our way in hour two, Lulu Roman. You knew her from the syndicated show Hee Haw that aired in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Lulu Roman, the pride of Dallas, Texas, will be our special guest in hour two. And we'll talk about Lulu not only as a funny person, as she was such a a memorable figure from Hee Haw, but we'll also learn more about her music career. This is a woman that's been making albums a long time. If you didn't know that, we'll discuss that with Lulu Roman coming up in hour two of this y'all show. Talk with a Southern accent. If you want to reach out to us, we would love to get your input. Our number is 803-816-1170 on the World Wide Webby. We are at y'all.com. That's Y-A-L-L.com. Drop us an email y'all show at y'all.com we can be found on twitter and instagram at y'all show have i covered everything yeah i think i have i do want to go ahead and tell you coming up on the thursday y'all show we've got the acc spotlight today we're going to have our special guest in the sec spotlight we've got john zener of the associated press will be dropping by he covers all things sec for the ap and we're going to reach out to him and have his report on all things sec on the thursday y'all plus we'll be looking at festivals across the south and more but that's tomorrow right now we've got a lot of good stuff coming your way here on this wednesday y'all the y'all day as we call it not hump day but y'all day looking at headlines from throughout dixie yes many of you have lots of rain as this winter storm is going across the country here in the middle of the week and we were seeing a lot of rain and even some ice and snowfall in some portions of the south snowfall around washington dc for example but this is expected to bring a large amount of saturation in the southeast primarily rain in kentucky and west virginia stretching down into tennessee parts of north mississippi and north alabama a huge huge front moving across the south this week and because of that, we want to let you know that you need to be very, very careful Careful if you're going to be going around any kind of creek or if you're in Missouri, going to be going around any cricks <laughs> or any kind of 
thing that's going to be collecting water because I have seen areas already across some of these southern states that I've seen a lot of puddles that I don't normally see puddles. And if I see them in those spots, I can't imagine what they are like in areas where we have running water like creeks and and streams and, and also rivers. So be very careful, especially around large rivers, because that will take your car that you're driving. If you come up across an area that you see water across the road, turn around and go another direction. It is horrible out there. Now, Delta Airlines has already sent out a notice that because of this winter weather, that it's going to affect travel via air. So be on the lookout there. Areas from Louisiana to Kentucky could get two to five, two to five inches of rain with isolated strong storms here today going into Thursday. And looking at the predicted forecast for Thursday alone, I'm seeing a large amount of really bad weather in central Alabama around Birmingham, north up to Coleman, and also in West Tennessee, near Paris, Tennessee, expected to be pretty bad there from a participation standpoint, around six inches of rain. But you're going to have some storms and a whole bunch. Rain from East Texas all the way to the Atlantic Ocean projected on Thursday. So take your raincoat. But the more important thing is in the South, watch out for flooding you will not win the battle when it comes to flooding. And if you're in a car and you think you're smarter than a flooded flooded road, unfortunately, in too many cases, Mother Nature prevails and you end up becoming a victim, uh, often a drowning victim of rainfall because of too much water there. And a car versus running water is not a good combination. So be careful, all you Southerners out there. An off-duty ICE officer has killed a man, not on the border of Texas and Mexico, but in Douglasville, Georgia. This off-duty immigration and customs enforcement officer killed a man outside this Douglasville Walmart, and no charges have been filed in the Sunday death of 45-year-old Jonathan Liddell, who Douglasville police say was found dead in his vehicle from an apparent gunshot wound. Authorities say officers were still interviewing witnesses as of Monday to determine what led to the shooting by ICE officer O.L. Jones. An ICE spokesman says the officer was traveling with his wife and children when he used a personal firearm, killing Liddell. Police Major J.R. Davidson Davidson says the shooting was recorded by parking lot surveillance video. And all authorities there in Douglasville, west of Atlanta, are investigating this death on Sunday of Jonathan Liddell, 45 years old, killed by an off-duty ICE officer in Georgia, of all places. New hate crime charges have been filed in Florida after a man had a confrontation on Martin Luther King Jr. Day a few weeks ago. 51-year-old Mark Bartlett is charged with three counts of aggravated assault with prejudice and two firearm counts, according to the Miami-Dade County State Attorney Office. And this man was armed when he got into a traffic confrontation with a group of black teenagers who were protesting housing inequality on MLK Day. And he's been charged with hate crimes in addition to what i just told you about aggravated assault and other charges the charges are brought under a state law allowing enhanced hate crime penalties when a crime is motivated by prejudice 
A cell phone video taken by bystanders there shows Bartlett carrying a handgun and yelling racial slurs at the teenagers on bicycles who were blocking traffic in downtown Miami. Bartlett's girlfriend was also involved at one point calling the group thugs, but she was not charged with any crime. Now, let me tell you as a guy who has seen what I'll call thugs blocking a major thoroughfare in a Black Lives Matter rally two years ago. It was the summer of 2016. They blocked Interstate 40's bridge over the Mississippi River in Memphis for about five hours. And this was right in the heat of the Black Lives Matter movement. And I happened to be in Memphis and I witnessed this. And I was called all kind of horrible names by these Black Lives Matter supporters. I was called racial slurs. So I've been the brunt of racial slurs directed toward me just by being a bystander, to be honest with you. And I talked to some police officers at that same evening in Memphis, and they said they also were called horrible racist names by these so-called Black Lives Matter supporters. What I have a problem with, people, is the whole notion of a hate crime. Mr. Bartlett, yes, he should not have done what he did. He should not have brandished a weapon. And he's being charged with three counts of aggravated assault. Hey, I'm okay prosecuting for that. But to call it a hate crime, every crime is a hate crime. And I'm so tired of hearing about this thing. Because something is labeled a hate crime, it all of a sudden gets elevated to a whole new level of attention. We saw that in Chicago. This actor who has evidently made up the story. They had 12 Chicago police detectives working on this case that it looks like was totally fabricated by smollett i think's his name and i hope the guy gets prosecuted to the fullest i was told that they're not even going to do that i'm hope i'm i hope i'm wrong on that but it is totally wrong for there even to be such a thing as a hate crime because all crimes are done out of hate you don't go kill people or yell at people out of love and so charge for all the other things they did wrong charge them put them in jail that's fine but there's no there should be no such thing as a hate crime no matter what the case it shouldn't be a whole nother love i see i know firsthand and i'll go into it one day down the road when we're not on this subject i have seen someone be totally innocent of state and local laws but the federal government swooped in and charged someone with a hate crime and they went to jail for six months and on the local and state level, they were totally innocent because they had not broken any state or local laws. Now, that, my friends, is total out-of-control federal government at its worst. I'll tell you about it sometimes if y'all want to know about it. But right now, Mark Bartlett down in Miami, he's in a lot of trouble. And he's got hate crime charges added to everything else he did in this MLK confrontation. I'm sure he was angry. As I told you, the road was blocked, and he didn't like that. I wouldn't like it. He shouldn't have brought out a weapon, and he probably shouldn't have said nasty things, racist things, but that, too, is a First Amendment right. You have the First Amendment right to say racial expletives. Is it right? Of course not. But is it protected? It is protected, unless one day... The liberals become in control and they put you in jail for saying such things. But as of right now, we have a First Amendment right for you to say anything in the world you want to. And I know, well, I guess you can't threaten someone's life in a 
in a First Amendment way. But other than take threatening harm or, or life, if you say bad words, and I know because I hear really awful words, the Lord's name in vain oftentimes, I hear on television, I hear on radio, there is actually a promotional video, a, a tease, if you will, for I think it's CNN, and they say GD in this thing that runs all the time. Is that not awful? Absolutely, it's awful. We wish Mr. Bartlett the well with this hate crime, but he needs to suffer the the price. You you pay the. Let's see what is the old saying. You do the crime. You do the you you do the crime. You do the fine. You pay the fine, or you do the time. He's going to have to do both, it looks like, in South Florida. All right, here's a knucklehead, again, protected by free speech. But he's going to have a lot of angry subscribers, if he's going to even be able to keep subscribers in his hometown newspaper. This is coming from Alabama. And a newspaper there in Linden, Alabama, the Democrat reporter and the editor and publisher of that paper is Goodlow Sutton. I don't know if he's the owner, but he darn sure better be because this small paper in Linden, Alabama, not far from Montgomery, it's called for a resurgence of the Ku Klux Klan and other things. The editorial published last week in the paper by Goodlow Sutton said, time for the Ku Klux Klan to night ride again. It said this in an editorial that says Democrats and Democrats in the Republican Party are plotting to raise taxes in Alabama, so the Klan should raid gated, that's G-A-T-E-D, gated communities where they live. And the local paper there in central Alabama, the Montgomery Advertisers, tracked down Sutton, and he told that newspaper he stands by his Valentine's Day editorial. During an interview, Sutton suggested lynchings as a way to clean up Washington, Sutton also questioned whether the KKK is violent, claiming it didn't kill but a few people. Those were those his words of Goodlow Sutton, editor and publisher of the Democrat Reporter in Linden, Alabama. Now, again, I don't see any evidence he's the owner, but if he ain't the owner, he won't be the editor and publisher much longer because I can't imagine too many advertisers sticking with that newspaper or even too many subscribers. Now, does he have a right to say all this? Yes, he does. But does he have a right to suffer the, the repercussions of such bizarre statements? Yes. And in fact, two universities have already decided to rescind honors for good low sudden. He's been honored. How about this? He is the editor and publisher of a paper in Linden, Alabama linden alabama people and he's been honored by two i would say major universities here in our southeast this is in marengo county alabama is where linden is and that is roughly mm, an hour west of montgomery it's just south of demopolis in the western portion of alabama and he's been honored by both Auburn University and the University of Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg. And they have decided to rescind previous honors for Goodlow Sutton. <laughs> so 
hey i should have been a small town newspaper publisher and editor i would have had a lot more honors right now to date i have zero but that's okay we're doing the y'all show but we're not about here on this show to tell you that the kkk needs to ride again or any of this other stuff sometime i i, I need to talk about the clan and not in necessarily a positive way i'm just going to tell you the way it is that clan like it or not has a history here in this part of the country and i'm a person who has been raised post clan i'll call you call it if you are let's say younger than 60 years old yes the clan has been in pockets of the southeast but for the most part the clan is and i'm a white guy telling you this so you may have a different opinion if you're black the clan in the south in today's world is essentially irrelevant and i have only been around the clan one time and that was when they went and demonstrated at the old miss campus at a football game i was probably 200 yards away from them i didn't even take the time to go over there and look at him mainly because i didn't care but secondly for the 10 clansmen that did show up to protest that day they had about 2,000 people circle them and and jeer them and and make them they were so pathetic the clan that was that day they had caused all of this ruckus to come there and and rally and 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 speak negatively i guess of which again they have a first amendment right to, to do that hate speech is protected speech but they were so pathetic after causing such a scene they left after about 10 minutes what a what a bunch of wimps and and so the clan yes it exists but for the most part the clan is not even in the south and again i am telling you from the lens of a caucasian american i i know that if you're someone that they target they may not be a big fan and you may feel more of an impact than what i've seen or have witnessed they're probably coming after me now after picking on them here on today's y'all show but again they have that history in the south and not a very good history but man at one time there were a lot of cluckers out there mostly back in the 1920s and we need to talk about that here on the y'all show we talk about everything in fact along the lines of that kind of history we need to promote black history it is black history month we are proud of our black american black southerners and here uh, maybe on friday i'll try to mix in some good stuff that i found out boy this was not a black person from tennessee but the other day i found out an incredible story from a person who is from east tennessee and perhaps i'll share that in the coming days something amazing from world war ii that i found just kind of stumbled upon and i'll try to remember to bring that up here in a couple weeks but uh black history month right now and again this man maybe that was the genesis of his editorial in the democrat reporter lyndon alabama but right now good low sutton there's got a lot of splaining to do to his local population senator doug jones of alabama has called on mr sutton to resign after this editorial came out jones called the newspaper publisher to resign after seeing it and where the Klan was supposed to night ride again. And the report said that at, after he was called out on it, he, as I said, he's doubled down on it. Doug Jones, the senator for Alabama, the Democrat, put a tweet out and said, OMG, what rock did this guy crawl out from under? This editorial is absolutely disgusting, and he should resign now. I have seen what happens when we stand by while people, especially those with influence, publish racist, hateful views words matter actions matter resign now 
I don't think Sutton really cares, especially if he is the owner of the paper. (laughs) I I can't imagine why he would even put that kind of stuff in there if he was not the owner of the paper. I'm still trying to find out who the heck who the heck owns this paper in alabama but not necessarily putting a positive light in alabama here this week the chief of police in houston says that they will no longer use no knock warrants and that came out from chief art avocito as he announced that no knock warrants are going to go away like leaded gasoline in this city Uh, that's a, a unique way to put it now unfortunately there was a raid back on january 28th when police went into a home and it led to the deaths of a 59 year old and a 58 year old woman and both who lived in the home four officers were shot in a gunfight and another was injured but not shot and evidently this all came from a no knock raid and we are determining now that that was not a good thing in houston texas and after this deadly shootout the city's police chief avocito saying there will be no more knock no knock warrants and they're going to go away like leaded gasoline in the city of houston texas pretty colorful words there sad news from north carolina a woman there 77 year old brenda hamilton who was a beloved high school teacher in pandigo north carolina that is between greenville north carolina and nags head in the very eastern portion of north carolina she was found wounded on the side of a road at the end of last week transferred to a local hospital hospital where she later died and the beaufort county north carolina sheriff's office said wildlife officials weren't able to immediately identify an animal that apparently mauled mrs hamilton during her morning walk a mysterious animal attack has killed this 77 year old woman in eastern north carolina and wildlife officials do not know what it was that killed her but a terrible terrible story coming from eastern north carolina with a animal attack i doubt it was a gator because i'm sure they would have taken them into the water miss hamilton but a mysterious animal attack and then her body left on the side of a road horrible 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 okay getting back to the silliness of all these people that are taking down monuments across the south and such sad news this week i don't know if you saw but the person that was a sailor back in 1945 that kissed the woman the day that world war ii came to an end he died i don't think he was in the south but i didn't realize in sarasota florida there was actually a statue of this iconic picture of the sailor kissing a nurse from that time period in world war ii and they had the statue in sarasota and some knucklehead went and painted with red paint on this pretty cool statue hashtag me too they did this on monday night of this week and the police said that an officer found the phrase painted on the leg of the woman in the sculpture it's titled unconditional surrender the name of the statue in sarasota and it covered up the woman's leg in the statue it's out there on social media if you want to check it out but it has now been removed thankfully from the city of sarasota getting in there and and fixing that problem george mendoza by the way was the sailor who said that that was him in the picture and he died at age 95 this week in rhode island and a statue of him being graffitied 
I think the same day he died. I'm sure it was a coincidence, but a strange story, but horrible to see that coming out of Sarasota. Another story coming out of Florida. The president of the University of Central Florida has offered his resignation amid multiple investigations that he spent university funds and President Dale Whitaker offering his resignation. It's been reported that last September, leaders of UCF, which has like 60,000 students, that he admitted that state funds that were not supposed to be used for construction were in fact used to build a new classroom hall, and about $38 million was misspent. And now he's offering his resignation there at UCF. And finally, a good story coming here on the South, and this comes our way from Huntsville, Alabama, as a legally blind high school student is also a wrestler. Jay Spencer, he attends St. John Paul II School in Huntsville, Alabama. And over the weekend, this legally blind student won the state title in wrestling. It is the first school in the school's history of St. John Paul II. It's that school's first wrestling title, and it was won by Jay Spencer, who is legally blind in the state of Alabama. He wins a state championship for St. John Paul II School. Way to go, Jay Spencer. When we come back on the Y'all Show, Jonathan Lifehite will be joining us, and we'll get into our ACC Spotlight. This is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone? Uh, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. One of the Y'all Show is winding its way here on the all-Southern program we call Y'all. And want to remind you, in hour two, you want to stick around because we've got Lou Lou Roman from the show Hee Haw will be our special guest. You remember Lou Lou? She was always in the cornfield with the characters of Hee Haw and just making people just laugh. And she's very talented. She's a singer. We'll be discussing all kind of fun stuff with her in hour two of today's Y'all Show. We've got Jonathan Lifehite now joining us in our ACC Spotlight. And I saw a video of Lulu from Hee Haw years past, Jonathan. And I I am certainly no Lulu Roman here on the Y'all Show. But I do have a joke, a Hee Haw flavored joke to relay your way. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. 
So I got a cousin, and he fell right in the water, probably 25 deep, and he came out, and his hair wasn't wet at all. Well, how's that possible? Because he was bald. (laughs) That's some hee-haw humor. And I'm sure she did it a lot better. But, hey, I I, got to give it my best shot, Jonathan. Sorry. You took a good shot. Yeah. Maybe I just missed. Yeah, I did miss. I misfired. But, hey, she'll do a lot better when she's on an hour two. What's not a joking matter, Jonathan, is ACC football. And we now know that Virginia Tech's former starting quarterback, Josh Jackson, is going to be playing for the Maryland Terrapins. What do we know about that? Well, uh, he came out and made that decision uh, this this past week, and uh, he'll be a grad transfer, I believe. <clears throat> um, excuse me. And uh, um, he, he decided to go there at Virginia Tech. He, he had a broken leg this year, um, so he's kind of sat the year out. And then Virginia Tech has had a just a rash of transfers, and I think uh, maybe he decided that he was better served to go somewhere else, and uh, off he goes to Maryland. All right, well, that's a player of ACC past here in our ACC Spotlight with Mr. Lifeite of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital. By the way, we need to make sure we threw that out there. Speaking of ACC past, former UNC head football coach Larry Fedora will be joining the staff at Texas as an offensive analyst. Yep, Larry uh, uh, was well known for his offense uh, prior to going to uh to uh, UNC, and, and uh, he actually did a pretty good job of offense the first couple of years. Uh, then he, ever since, uh, uh, who was the guy that went to the Bears? I can't think of the quarterback, uh, um, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, yeah. Um, when he uh, got drafted by the Bears, he, he never had another decent quarterback after that and was unable to develop one, so uh, ultimately led his demise. But prior to that, if you go back to his days at Southern Miss and, and also in other locations, Always did a really good job on offense and always had a very productive offense. So uh, that's a position I think makes uh, perfect sense for him. Well, the last year that UNC had a decent season on the football field was maybe 2015. They also did a great job in 2014. And one of the main reasons I thought they were so good four years ago and five years ago wasn't wasn't because the offense, Jonathan. It was the defense. And Gene Chiswick, the former head coach at Auburn, was leading the UNC defense at that time. He's kind of fallen off the radar. Why is he not yeah. up for maybe a coaching job somewhere? Well, I think he got the the money that he wanted, you know, from uh, from Auburn, and then also being a defensive coach. And if you recall, he retired from uh, UNC. Said he wanted to go back and spend time with his family. Okay, so, I didn't realize that. I didn't know if he yeah, I think yeah, he he just wanted to get. I think he just wanted to go back home and and kind of take it easy. So that's what he's doing. Okay, well, he's not not really that old. Of course, this no, is he's a, not a national championship coach at Auburn. Yeah, but you know he got a pretty tremendous buyout when he left, so he's uh, he may not be old, but it's not about how old you are; it's how rich you are. <laughs> well, here's a guy that may be a little rich, but his seat has been hot at times. Willie Taggart at Florida State, and there was an article that came out on Chop Chat that said that why Willie Taggart should not be on hot seat in 2019. I don't know if you saw that article, but if you did, what you thought of it? Well, I thought they were pretty much. Uh, trying to blow some smoke up people and try to, to, to alleviate some heat off of, off their, off the coach and uh, maybe buy some time for him. But I, I tell you, I'm, I'm not having it. He's going to be under the microscope. Um, he is, uh, 
He came in, had a bad season. He went out there and didn't even, for the second straight year, did not sign a quarterback. Um, and uh, I think he's got a long way to go and uh, to get, get that team back on track. And, and I'm not sure he's going to make it there. So he's going to end up on the hot seat this coming year. And if, it, if they take yet another step back, and that's a, a step back after a losing season, I can almost guarantee you that, that the uh, Flames will be uh, white hot and intense on his derriere. Yeah, instead of Chief Osceola running out on the field there at the Doke and spearing the field, they might put a spear right through Willie Taggart. You betcha. Was there any serious movement at the end of last year to kind of speed up the process and get him out of there? Uh, I don't think so yet. Okay. Um, but, you know, I think if it happens, this if it happens – he has another losing season or if they regress further or, you know, then I think the seat gets extremely warm and I think he may be able to buy a third year just because of the money involved, but that would be it. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, we're about two weeks now away from what was national signing day back on February 6th. And we have some reviews coming in from ESPN.com as they kind of gave grades for every Power 5 program. And when we look at the ACC, no surprise that Clemson got an A and was ranked nationally number 10. I want to talk about all these other programs and Willie Taggart Seminoles, according to ESPN.com. They got a B-plus grade and a national rank of 19. Yeah, and I think that's a little deceiving in some respects because – a lot of what recruiting is is trying to meet your needs. Yeah. If you don't meet, it doesn't matter how great the players you are. If you if you end up with a big hole in one position, then you haven't done a good job of recruiting. And guess what? Florida State, as I mentioned, did not manage to sign a quarterback for the second straight year. I believe going into the season, now that they threw DeAndre Francois off the team, uh, Blackman is the only quarterback on scholarship left, and it's not like he lit things up when he was in the in the game. So. Um, while they get a B plus and they get a nice national rank based on formulas and whatever, they didn't meet their needs. So that's yeah. going to be uh, a big deal for them. The Knowles did land top 10 cornerback Akeem Dent to the class. And they also got a playmaker out of Georgia, Kalen Deloach. Are you familiar with this ESPN 300 linebacker? Yeah, he is. Uh, he is a linebacker. Um, he is a pretty good player. So, uh, but, uh, you know, like I said, no quarterback. All right. Virginia Tech, according to ESPN, also got a B grade in the national rank of 27. Did they meet their needs with this class? I think they did probably a little better job than Florida State did. So really? I would give them a, a pretty good uh, pretty good rating. They did pick up a pretty good uh, pretty good uh, um, quarterback, uh, Knox Kadem, out of, uh, out of Rome, Georgia. His teammate, uh, Janius Griffin, ended up signing with uh, Georgia Tech. So uh, both of them uh, – Pretty good players. Two other ACC programs received the grade of B. That was Miami and NC State. As the pack came in nationally at 31, they were able to get ESPN 300 defensive end Savion Jackson to choose Raleigh over Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, you know, NC State, uh, Dave Dorn, I think he's done a, probably an underrated job there. Um, slowly but surely has had them, you know, kind of taking a few steps forward, taking a couple years to kind of get it going. But then he had the uh, 9-3 season this past year and followed it up with a pretty solid recruiting class. So, um, And he's been getting good recruiting classes over the last couple of years. So um, they're doing it. He's doing a good job up there. And, 
Um, it looks like they were able to keep it going. They lost uh, one of their top offensive coaches, uh, Andy Drinkwitz, uh, became the head coach at uh, Eastern Carolina. At uh, excuse me, Appalachian at, uh, State. Appalachian State, I meant to say. Um, so he, uh, you know, and, and yet even after that loss, they still managed to do pretty well on the on the trail. So I think Dave Dorn's uh, proven himself to be a pretty good coach. Three programs in the ACC received B-minus grades, North Carolina, Virginia, and Duke. UNC's big signing day victory was keeping Sam Howell in state. He at one time had been a Florida State commit at quarterback, and he decided to stay in state and play for Mac Brown and the Heels. Yeah, Mac came in and did a pretty good job on it, particularly on that one. I think that was the, the biggest deal. Uh, Sam Howell had actually been committed to Florida State for a long time, and then was a late flip, and I, that was part of the reason Willie Tiger wasn't able to get a quarterback is because uh, they thought they had their guy in Howell, and then uh, he, he changed his mind. So kudos to Mac Brown for that. All right. And, again, other teams in this B-minus rating were Virginia and David Cutcliffe's fighting Blue Devils in that mix. Now, teams that didn't do so well, according to ESPN, Pitt, Wake Forest, they didn't do good. Boston College also a lackadaisical rating. Syracuse surprised me. They had a pretty good season on the football field, but according to the, the experts here at ESPN, they got a grade C. So did Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech with a new coaching staff coming in, Jeff Collins and crew, trying to do a lot in a short amount of time. They got a C as well. Thoughts on any of those programs? Well, you know, uh, I feel like uh, probably Syracuse is probably a little underrated in what they got. They do a really good job of uh, kind of identifying some good talent. Uh, mm-hmm. Dino Babers has done that. And that's part of the reason they've kind of stepped up the way they have. Um, and Duke always does a good job of, of getting guys that fit into their program. Uh, oh, we already talked about Duke. They had the B minus. Um, so, and then Georgia Tech, big switch from uh, one offensive system to the other. Um, so they had uh, to kind of deal with that. Um, Georgia Tech did a really good job of kind of meeting some of their needs, particularly when you start looking at like tight end. Um, and then they also managed to flip some players that really didn't get probably a lot of accolades. Uh, one in particular, Sylvain Yanjuin out of Belgium, because he was out of Belgium, didn't get a lot of uh, looks, but a very athletic guy and, uh, and, and whatnot. So I think they did a, a pretty good job a really good job kind of of a last minute fill in for the retiring Paul Johnson mm-hmm. and getting a, a, getting a class in there. Louisville got a C minus ranking and reminder at Louisville, the new coach there came from Appalachian state. We mentioned how Drinkwitz is leaving NC state as an assistant to go coach the guys in Boone, North Carolina. Scott Satterfield heads to Louisville this season as their head coach. And he got two pretty good players out of Georgia to show up there for the cards. Jadarion Boykin, a rusher listed in the ESPN 300. He's out of Georgia, as well as cornerback Jamel Starks. So Louisville trying to make some good there on the recruiting front. Yeah, they, but they were lacking pretty heavily in numbers. I think they ended up with a lot of open scholarships still. So uh, I think next year is going to be a, a big year for them in terms of they've got to make some hay next year on the recruiting trail. All right. Jonathan, we have just about covered everything ACC football here in this first of two segments we got with you here today. We're going to talk basketball when we come back. ACC has the number one team in all the land, and we also will talk a little women's basketball about the ACC when we come back as we have our ACC report with Jonathan Leifold.
When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose&L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose&L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose&L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Uses directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. We are back on the Y'all Show Talk with a very southern accent. I'm joined by Jonathan Lifehite here on this program. We are the Y'all Show with John Rawl and Lifehite and I are talking ACC sports. And we now will discuss the latest college basketball rankings. You hear that song? It's the Duke Blue Devils fight song. And hey, how about the Devils? They are the number one team once again in college basketball. They got 58 of the first place votes, only Gonzaga got votes for first place. The Bulldogs are got they got six votes. They are in number two in the latest AP top twenty-five. UVA is at three. Other ACC teams making the top twenty-five. UNC comes in at number eight, and Florida State checks in at number sixteen. The Louisville Cardinals they rank number eighteen in the latest AP top twenty-five. Virginia Tech moves up this week two spots. The Hokies are at 20, and that's all the ACC teams in the top 25 right now. Jonathan, thoughts on the latest rankings? Uh, well, no surprise. I've been saying all along that even though Duke had you know a couple of losses, that they were probably the best team out there. So, uh, still, you know, with, with when you've got a player like Zion Williamson, you're going to be number one. Uh, Virginia sliding in at number three. They're going to be a load, I think, in the tournament, especially after what they did last year. You know they're going to come out uh, pretty focused when they get to get to the, the NCAA tournament this year. Um, North Carolina continues to you know to kind of have a solid year, and with Virginia and Duke getting all the headlines, they're kind of sliding in there relatively quietly, which is unusual for them. Most of the time, people give them a lot. And then you got you mentioned some of the other teams kind of going through there. Still think Virginia Tech's probably a little overrated. Played a relatively easy schedule. Um, but uh, they'll certainly make the tournament as well, Florida State and Louisville. And I heard you mention Zion Williamson, the pride of Spartanburg, South Carolina, and that state's ACC representative had a comment about him the other day. Davo Sweeney, head coach at Clemson, made a comment about Williamson's football skills. What what did, exactly did he say? Well, he basically said, uh, um, yeah, he, he's got the talent. He can play anywhere he wants. We'll even line him up a quarterback. So, um, you know, he looked at the guy and if you look at his size, I mean, he would make one heck of a tight end or wide receiver because it'd be really hard. I mean, he'd just post any defensive back up and, and pretty much uh, yank the ball away from him. So, uh, he's, he's quite a, quite a talented individual, probably playing any sport he wanted to. 
and he's expected to go number one in the NBA draft. That's certainly, I think, no bold projection. This, but everybody says he'll be the number one pick. So a little unusual this early in college basketball. We haven't even got to March Madness that we kind of already know who everybody will be salivating over from a NBA perspective here in a couple of weeks. Looking at the ACC standings right now, you got three teams jockeying for position on top of the standings. Duke, Virginia, UNC. Then you got a bunch of teams that are just behind them with maybe a loss or two extra. Louisville, Florida State, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and then the rest all have losing records in conference play. NC State six and seven. The Clemson Tigers are five and seven. BC four and eight. And then some teams that are just doing terrible in the ACC this year. Notre Dame, Miami, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, and the Pitt Panthers are 2-11 and 11 in conference play. Jonathan, your thoughts on the bad of the ACC this year? Yeah, it really seems like there's a, there's a batch of them. It's that bottom, you know, bottom five teams that are just, uh, just kind of horrible. Uh, and Boston College is probably number six on, uh, in that list, and they're not much better. So um, all of them struggling. Pitt, uh, they've got Jeff Capel in his first year uh, trying to recover after uh, – uh, what was the guy's name from that came over from Vanderbilt? Kevin, Kevin Stallings. Stallings, thank you. Um, he's done a horrible job. Wake Forest, uh, Danny Manning cannot seem to get it turned around there. Miami uh, really fall off, falling off a lot. Uh, Jim Laranega did a great job with him for two years, and now uh, things are really gone gone south. And Notre Dame, uh, surprisingly, uh, normally Mike Brayfield's a pretty solid team. So seeing them. Uh, uh, where they're at record-wise is a little bit of a surprise. Boston College has been struggling for years, so not a big surprise there. All right, looking at ACC action going taking place tonight, you've got Louisville at Syracuse. Boston College is at NC State. Hey, tobacco road rivalry, North Carolina and Duke. And, Jonathan, I heard ticket prices for that were more than Super Bowl tickets. Yeah, they're, uh, I believe, given that it's a Cameron Indoor Stadium, uh, they're probably running fifteen hundred and up. Yeah, and that game tonight on ESPN tipping off at nine Eastern between the Hills and their rival from eight miles away, the number one ranked Duke Blue Devils. Also on the hard court tonight, the Pitt Panthers and Georgia Tech battle for who will be the worst team in the ACC. Well, well, they're among the group of them, so I don't <laughs> think there's much of a battle there. Yeah, I, I don't mean to to put uh, fuel to the fire, Jonathan. Hey, I saw in the news that Rick Patino won some kind of championship in Greece, of all places, the former Louisville head basketball coach. What do you know about that? Yeah, kind of uh, interesting. I guess he uh, decided to go coach somewhere, uh, so ends up in Greece. I did not realize he was coaching over there until uh, I saw that article. Uh, and then the funny part is, is he won the championship, but the, the amusing part is, is to me what happened in the semifinals where he actually won – uh, that particular game on uh, more or less a forfeit as the team he was playing got so ticked off about the officiating, they didn't come out for the second half and forfeited the game. So all in all, I found that pretty uh, kind of an amusing uh, kind of an amusing anecdote to go with that. And uh, But uh, congrats to Patino. I still think uh, he got what he deserved at Louisville, but uh, you know some people may disagree. All right, Jonathan, as we wrap up with our ACC Spotlight, let's give the ladies some cred. And we had the latest women's college basketball top 25. The Baylor Bears out of the Big 12 are ranked number one. But from an ACC perspective, the Louisville Cardinals check in at number four in the latest rankings. Notre Dame is at five. NC State comes in at number nine in the women's college basketball rankings. The Miami Hurricanes are at 14. 
and Syracuse is ranked 18th in the country. Florida State is 22nd in the latest polls. So a little strange. You don't see, I don't see North Carolina. I don't see Duke anywhere in women's college basketball, but kudos to Louisville yeah. and Notre Dame, the defending national champ. Yeah, yeah. So North Carolina normally has a pretty solid team, as does Duke, but uh, North Carolina just behind all of them. They're sitting at 16 and 11 overall and 7 and 6 in the uh, ACC. Uh, Duke, meanwhile, is having a struggle this year. They're actually three and nine in conference and eleven and thirteen overall. Um, I believe they're. Let's see, they're sitting at like eleventh place right now. Yeah, and as I mentioned on a show earlier this week, Jonathan, I know you like our smarty pants schools, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, even if they're not in the ACC, uh, it depends on which one it is. <laughs> well, how about the Conference USA's representative Rice? The Rice Owls in women's college basketball are ranked 25th. It is the first time Rice has made it into the women's college basketball top 25. They are 22-3. and Yeah, Rice is a a great school, and congratulations to them. They usually have a pretty solid baseball team, so glad to see them kind of get some recognition for the first time. And when I say who, you say? Owl. (laughs) The Rice Owls. Jonathan, thank you very much. Great to talk to you. And that's our ACC report for the week. All right. Thank you, guys, and have a great week. All right. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we will have hashtag Huddleballoo to start Hour 2. And as we said, Lulu Roman of Hee Haw fame, she'll be joining us for a great, fun interview. Boy, you're not going to want to miss it. That's coming up in Hour 2 of this, the Wednesday Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Welcome back. It is the Y'all Show here on this Wednesday, the 20th of February, 2019. I like the sound of that. This is John Rawl. Good to have you back here. Hey, our number, if you want to text us with a question or comment, suggestion, criticism, praise, we'll take it all, y'all. It's 803-816-1170-803-816-1170. Hey, we've got good stuff coming your way in the next segment. We'll be joined by former Hee Haw star Lulu Roman. You remember Lulu? She was funny, funny, funny on the show. She's still funny. She's a singer. She's got so much talent, and it'll just spew right to you here on the radio dial or the podcast dial, whichever way you're getting us here on the Y'all Show. Lulu Roman coming up in the next segment. We will not have Precious Harris stop by this hour. We'd normally have her on Wednesdays to do a country music report, but she worked triple overtime for us in Nashville last week, so we decided to let her take a little break, and Lulu's going to fill Precious's shoes. How about that? And that's coming up in the next segment. You do not want to miss it. Right now on the Y'all Show, let's start out this Wednesday second hour with a little hashtag hullabaloo. It is a great, fun, exciting walk down social media lane, and we're glad that you could take the time to to listen and maybe chime in again if you just follow the instructions 
803-816-1170. You can chime in with your own hashtag, Hullabaloo Fun, or go on our Twitter account, and that is at y'all show, and tweet at us. If you see something good, want to let us know, we would love to hear and see the input that you have. So easy to do. Well, starting our Twitter fun today, we've got RX Girl, R-X-G-U-R-L-1 on Twitter, and RX Girl, hey, no surprise, is a pharmacist working in the retail chain, and RX Girl says she hashtags too much and loves it. Hey, you reckon she does it and gets paid to do it? <laughs> well, I hope so. She also adds that she loves her outlaw boyfriend. Her outlaw, excuse me, her hashtag Georgia outlaw boyfriend. Well, well, well. And also go Blazers hashtag. So perhaps she got her PH in pharmacy from the University of Alabama, Birmingham. That's what we'll assume here. Well, RX girl puts on Twitter. The customer call me baby girl and youngin in the same breath. Hashtag Southern. <laughs> this customer call me baby girl and youngin in the same breath. Southern. Well, hey, I guess that customer, you are a pharmacist at a retail chain. So let's say you work at Walgreens. It could have been me. I'm a, I'm a guy that I don't think I say baby girl to anyone. I think I would remember that. Perhaps you do. But don't you find it a little bit creepy at times? And some people do throw those words out there. I mean, when you have a waitress, for example, or someone working at a gas station. I remember a gas station that I used to go into, not every day, but maybe once a week. And the woman there behind the counter always said, honey. She said it to me. She said it to anybody. It was just the way she talked. Honey this, honey that. And so... I don't know. I think there's a difference between calling someone honey and baby girl. That's that's getting a little personal, in my opinion. Now, calling them youngin' in the same breath. Now, RX girl, you didn't say whether this person was a male or female. You just called them a customer. I don't think too many men, especially in the hashtag Me Too movement era, they're going to be going around calling any woman baby girl and youngin', and certainly not in the same breath. You're indicating this is a very Southern thing, RX girl. Yeah, I, I can see that, but you got to be careful. Perhaps it was a woman saying all this, baby girl. Hey, baby girl, RX girl. We appreciate you sharing that here on the Y'all Show, honey. <laughs> all right, moving along. We got Zadja on Twitter at Z-A-D-Y-A-3. And Zadja says, I'm a polymath, a pain in the arse, a massive pain, I like my tea with two sugars in it. So this person, Zadja, really wants to know that they're a pain. Message received, Zadja. And here is what Zadja said on Twitter this week. My mama's Southern comes out just watching someone make gumbo and potato salad. Hashtag Southern. (laughs) I don't know where you live, Zadja. Maybe you don't live in the South, and it appears you do not. But your mama Southern comes out just watching someone make gumbo and potato salad. Well, that got me to thinking. I can see the gumbo part. I really can see how that would be darn Southern of someone and how it would make them 
not only talk Southern, but sound like they're from the bayou. Okay, I, I get you. I get you on that. But potato salad, maybe it's the German in me. I, I don't necessarily think potato salad being all that Southern. So I had to do a little research here on the Y'all Show. I, I, I appointed our great research staff here to do a little research on the Y'all Show. And we looked into Zadia's comment about potato salad. And I found a recipe called Southern Potato Salad at this website. Write it down. SpicySouthernKitchen.com. They have what's called a Southern Potato Salad. And I'm going to read the description. You can go to that website, SpicySouthernKitchen.com yourself, and get the recipe and try it if you really are into potato salads. And here is what they describe as a Southern Potato Salad. It is super creamy with a blend of mayonnaise and mustard, hard-boiled eggs, sweet onion, sweet pickle relish, and celery. It is a potluck must and the only recipe for a potato salad you'll need. (laughs) Well, now I've seen a picture of what SpicySouthernKitchen.com has put out there and their southern potato salad recipe, and it is definitely tempting what makes this salad potato salad recipe a lot different from anything i've seen before is you literally see the hard-boiled egg as part of it it wasn't crushed up into the salad it's like standing on its own on top of the potato salad now i love a good hard-boiled egg the problem i have and hopefully you don't have this problem like i do as good as they are deviled eggs i have problems like two hours later with indigestion i like burp a lot and i know we don't need to be talking about my burping on this show i'm just telling you the truth i'm telling you that if you're like me and you probably are male or female you start having these issues as you get a few months on you and i i love that taste of a deviled egg but boy i don't like that after effect so i've just kind of stayed away from them and there are other products out there that I also have kind of discovered. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, if you're, if you're over the age of 10, <laughs> there's some foods that just, just don't agree with you. And you got to be mature and you got to say, Lord, I guess it was just meant to be that me and in my case, deviled eggs just are not meant to be. And so I just, just let it go, man. And that's what I've had to do. But Zadja, that's a great recipe. Again, the website, SpicySouthernKitchen.com. It's a southern potato salad. I give it my highest recommendation, minus the deviled eggs that you find in there. But if you like deviled eggs, hey, it even adds to the flavor. Renee Autumn Ray is on Twitter, at Renee Autumn Ray. Accessibility plus mobility as a service is what she puts in her profile. And Renee Autumn Ray put a tweet out this week that said today's southern moment realizing we have two uncle buds two uncle buds b-u-d-s now i'm going to channel my middle tennessee years here on the y'all show i lived in nashville from 1993 to almost 2000 so i lived in davidson county and in williamson county and loved my time there and loved that area today. It was great to be back in Nashville last week at the radio seminar. And I try to get there as much as I can. But my job, my 
duty here on the y'all show is to be all over the south so as much as i love nashville and i certainly love franklin tennessee i have to kind of just stay with my suitcase packed ready to go on to the next place and that's what we do on the y'all show it might be on the gulf coast it might be in the tidewater of virginia it could be in texas it could be in what is the town covington kentucky right across from cincinnati it could be deep in the heart of the heart of dixie i could be doing this show right now from montgomery and going to a montgomery biscuits game so we we're very mobile we got us a mobile home of y'all shows ready for you at all times now going back to renee autumn ray's tweet she says today's southern moment realizing we have two uncle buds okay i say all this to tell you that i don't know if she's saying that she's got two uncles named bud which could be true but something tells me she's talking about Uncle Bud's catfish, chicken, and such, which has been a Nashville area staple for at least 25 years. And I know because I used to go to Uncle Bud's catfish. They used to have a location just off of Stewart's Ferry Road, east of Nashville on Interstate 40. And that's the location I would go to because I used to live just down the street from there. And they had other locations. I remember seeing an Uncle Bud's down by Cool Springs Mall in Williamson County. Unfortunately, just like all restaurants in 25 years, they've had their ups and downs. In fact, I think they expanded beyond Tennessee. I think they had a location in Atlanta at one point. They had other locations. I think Louisville perhaps had an Uncle Bud's Catfish. Today, there are two locations of Uncle Bud's Catfish, Chicken and Such. One is not far from where I was living at one time, and that is Donaldson Plaza on Old Lebanon Road, and that is east of Nashville. There's an area called Donaldson. I used to have a P.O. box in Donaldson, just off of Donaldson Pike, (laughs) and there's a shopping center called Donaldson Plaza on Old Lebanon Road, and you'll find an Uncle Bud's there. They also have another location in the borough at Old Fort Parkway in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You'll find an Uncle Bud's catfish, chicken, and such. Now, I give them a great recommendation, at least prior to moving to Mississippi, which I think is the catfish capital of every place. Now, Paris, Tennessee would probably disagree. They have a big catfish connection there and a bunch of other southern towns, but man, you got to give Mississippi some cred. Catfish is something they do right in the Magnolia State. But prior to me being distorted by living in Mississippi, if you don't know Mississippi catfish, hey, Uncle Bud's a great option. And it, it may even rival Mississippi. I haven't really sampled the two and had a taste test. But here's what one of the things you can find at Uncle Bud's that truly makes it awesome. They have great catfish. They got great chicken. And at Uncle Bud's, one of their favorite items on the menu, you can get the all-you-can-eat catfish and chicken combo for $15.95, y'all. Catfish, chicken, you come in there, you just eat it all up for less than $16. Now, that is what we call in the South good eating. And I encourage you to go to Murfreesboro or to Donaldson and check out either location of uncle buds catfish the website is unclebuds.com go search and and find out for yourself again 
I can only tell you because I haven't been to Uncle Bud's in about 20 years, but it was very good when I went there. And frankly, maybe it was my moving away from Nashville, which was maybe what led to their downfall to some degree, since they used to have more locations. And I wasn't going in there and splurging on a weekly basis like I used to, but a darn good place. And we love all of our Southern restaurants and we love our Southern catfish restaurants for sure. We also love our barbecue restaurants. And Katie is on Twitter at Hey YX Lady. H E Y Y X Lady. Katie is who we're talking about. And she said, I'm just a 20 something year old trying to live this crazy life to the fullest. Well, Katie, we love our 20 something year olds. And we are glad that you're trying to live your life to the fullest. And you certainly are when you send us great tweets like what we're about to read. Katie put on Twitter this week, shout out to Smokin' Joe's BBQ in Bowling Greens, Florida. Hashtag delicious. Hashtag recommend. And again, the restaurant is called Smokin' Joe's Barbecue in Bowling Greens, Florida. Now, I had to do some research. Florida's big state. I had not heard of this particular community, and I found out that Bowling Greens is about 10 miles south of Bartow, Florida, which is about 45 miles southeast of Tampa. It's in central Florida, kind of really truly in central Florida, in the middle of the state, but Bartow is a historic town, and, and this town is just south of there, or community rather, and Smokin' Joe's BBQ and Bowling Greens is a roadside joint that offers ample portions of familiar barbecue dishes and relaxed surrounds. That at least is what we found on Google when we did a search of what Katie found there in Bowling Greens, Florida. Now, if you don't mind, I have some customer reviews that I ripped off the internet talking about Smokin' Joe's BBQ. And I, I'll tell you what they have. I got two positives and one eh, questionable feedback here about smoking joe's bbq when you're down in florida the next time check it out the first review says the food was great one slab of ribs and okra fed four people with a snack for later now that's my kind of portion sizes there at smoking joe's bbq congrats there love that another reviewer said great barbecue great atmosphere great staff Great prices. That had to be written by the owner of Smoking Joe's. Just kidding. Uh, don't have a name attributed to that feedback, but that that's about as high a praise you can get of this restaurant in Central Florida. And then the other one that maybe not so nice, it says, chicken tasted like it sat in water, tender, but not much flavor. Well, if you like watery chicken, I guess Smoking Joe's BBQ is perfect. But this person who went there, not exactly blown away by the chicken, but the place is called Smoking Joe's Barbecue. You got to have barbecue when you go there. But hey, put that on your blotter next time you're in the Sunshine State. And I need to get Mr. Hermans on here to chime in about Smoking Joe's. He is our barbecue barrister that appears on Tuesdays. That is another place to check out. I know I went to a place in Brooksville, Florida several years ago. We actually did a feature on it in Y'all magazine you can go online right now to y'all.com and pull up that great article from a roughly 2005 and we we went in there and i got to meet the owners they had our y'all magazine up on the wall the article about that restaurant in brooksville florida man was blown away that we would come in there and check out his restaurant and he actually taught me a really cool secret 
at his particular barbecue restaurant, they have a, a and this, this might be commonplace in all restaurants, but frankly, I don't get invited to the inner workings of restaurants all that often. But this man, for some of the dishes, they do use a microwave for some of the cooking. It might be for some of the desserts or heck, it might even be for the barbecue. But they cook whatever items that need to be heated up. They do it in a dog bowl because the bowls that come for dogs are a lot thicker plastic and it's more durable. And that's what they use when they heat it up. Again, that might be commonplace in restaurants. Maybe that's not even acceptable from a health and food safety standpoint that something you got for Fido is actually being used in a restaurant for human beings. But that's, I still remember that was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And if I ever do enough warming up of stuff, I'm going to use my old canine American's dog bowl. I don't have one right now, but if I had one, that's exactly what I would do. All right. One more hashtag hobaloo contribution today. It comes from a doctor, a PhD, Dr. Rachel M. Gunner at PhD Rachel. And Rachel is a PhD and professor of history who writes on women's suffrage and women's independent citizenship, black immigrant and servicemen's voting rights in Texas and the South. And she wrote this week, women Twitter historians. If you wrote a book on Southern history in 2018, take a look at this opportunity. The Willie Lee Rose prize is annually awarded to the best book on Southern history written by a woman or group of women. The deadline for this is April 15th, and it's hashtag women also know history. I am not a woman, and I also didn't write a book in 2018, but it sounds like a great opportunity. If you're one of our female listeners or you know someone out there who is a female who wrote a book in 2018 that ties into Southern history, how about that? The Willie Lee Rose Prize awarded annually to the best book on Southern history, deadline April 15th. Go Google that. Willie, W-I-L-L-I-E, second word, Lee, as in Robert E., last word, Rose. They have a Willie Lee Rose Prize for the best book, Southern history, but it's got to be penned by a woman or a group of women. Pretty neat stuff here. We are an advocacy group for Southern history. And I'm glad that Dr. Rachel M. Gunner, Ph.D., shared that with us here on The Hall Show. And, hey, if you haven't written a book on Southern history and it's something you want to do and you have it, go write a book, especially if you're a female, so you can maybe participate in this contest in 2020 and maybe win a bunch of money. I don't know what the prize is, but it sounds like a great opportunity. I'm all for Southern history. I don't care if it's a female, it's a male, or you're both. just right because if we don't have each other to promote our wonderful region the good and the bad then it won't be written and we won't have this incredible story of our exciting corner of america to pass on to future generations that's why we do the y'all show this may not be quite the same as a book but we give you an audio encapsulation every day of all things southern and maybe one day Children will be studying whatever they study one day after books are outdated, and they'll say, y'all show, what the heck is that, and what kind of people listen to a show like that, and we might be making a difference. You just never know. We hope so. 
Well, we hope we'll be making a difference when we come back on the Y'all Show. We're going to have, hey, this will be somebody that the historians will want to research one day. Lulu Roman's going to be our guest, and she was on Hee Haw for decades. She is hilarious. She is uber talented, and she's coming up next. Our special feature of Lulu after the break on the Y'all Show with the General John Rawl. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. Welcome to Hee Haw, starring Buck Owens and Roy Clark. Welcome back to the Y'all Show. Talk with a southern accent here on the All Southern Program. We feature a little bit of everything. And one thing we're glad to have from time to time is something that we hope will make you get a little chuckle. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We hope as we bring on our next guest, Lulu Roman. You knew her from Hee Haw. And she's still very active. And she's joining us now on the Y'all Show. We dialed her up at BR549. Welcome, Lulu. 49, yes. (laughs) How you doing? Uh I'm great. How are you, hon? I'm doing great. Was any better? I'd be twins, and I'm close now. Oh yes. Well, it is the 50th anniversary this year of Hee Haw debuting on CBS, and you were part of the show from the very beginning. I was. I was on the first show, and I was on the last show. I think I'm the only one that can say that now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what a statement! Uh, What what, what was it? Was in the (laughs) mid 90s, I believe, when y'all ceased production of the show. So it was several Uh several decades of work and. What a great, great job. Of course, you were very known on the show. A lot of people tuned in to, to get a good laugh at what you do. Now, it was that incredible body, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you have a, an incredible body. You've got an incredible voice that we're going to talk about. A lot of people may Ooh, not realize thank you. that you're a pretty darn good singer, and we'll discuss thank that you. here in our effort. And also, we're going to tell people a little bit about what you have going on right now called Cornfield Friends, which stars the original cast members of Hee Haw. But kind of rewinding back a few decades, Lulu, you are a native Texan. Congrats on uh, that. I am. Yes. And your yep. story is rather intriguing because, let's just be honest, you had a pretty rough upbringing. I did. I did. Yeah. She was an orphan. Mm-hmm. Born in a home for unwed mothers. Yeah. 
dropped off in an orphanage. This is where I spent the, you know, biggest time of my life growing up. And, you know, I was always the roundest one. So I grew up with fatty, fatty, two by four, can't get through the kitchen door. Mm-hmm. To which, if I'd have been smart back then as I am now, I would have said, obviously, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you first, as a youngster growing up with, let's just say you had one hand tied behind your back compared to most kids. You had, mm-hmm. to, you had to be a fighter. When did you first discover yep. this entertainment thing could be something that you might want to do? I, I found that out pretty quick. Uh, well, I found out, first of all, that I could get attention and get out of trouble with it, you know, making a silly face or acting goofy, you know. And uh, then it just kind of became a way of life, you know. <laughs> Did you start doing stand-up? Well, no, not really. I just was silly all the time and in, in, uh, in school, you know, and in church and uh, just anywhere I was, you know. I'd get in trouble a lot for don't you buck those eyes at me because I'd always, you know, cross my eyes or, you know, buck your eyes as as though they say it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Lulu, you're the perfect example for all the troublemakers out there who get told every day, you better straighten up. You're not going to amount to anything. Well, you were goofing off back in the day, (laughs) and you turned out to have a great career. So all of you folks out there can use Lulu Roman as an inspiration. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, be a rebel like Lulu. Well, you you grew up there in the Dallas area. I did. Did Mm -hmm. you get the gig at Hee Haw in Nashville? How did that materialize? How did you get that invite? Uh, I knew Buck Owens. Oh, okay. And we had been friends for several years when they put together the idea of Hee Haw. And they had made a list and on their list, they had one gorgeous blonde and one gorgeous brunette, one uh, boy next girl, boy next door type, and one girl next door type. And then they had one fat dumb man, one fat dumb woman. Buck said, "I got your girl. She's in Dallas." <laughs> <laughs> so they went for it. <laughs> wow! And I guess Junior Samples could have been the other guy. Your your counter. Yeah, that's what. Um, at first, they had hired Pat McCormick. Oh, okay. But uh, they had him in uh, uh, in Los Angeles, and uh, they put him, he wouldn't fly, mm-hmm. and they put him on a uh, train to come to Nashville, and he liked to, uh, from what I understand, have a drinky or two, uh-huh. and so uh, he stayed on that uh, train and just had a drinky and a drinky and just kept going round and round and round and finally uh they said listen we better get him off that uh, train and just put him back in his house <laughs> <laughs> well, well the show was a little unusual it, it was on cbs but it always was filmed in nashville first in uh-huh, the studios at wtvf channel five and then it moved over to opryland and was yep. filmed there so what an unusual thing for Nashville, a sleepy southern town back in those days, to have a CBS production. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty heavy duty, huh? Yeah, it was great. And y'all did a great job. And and then somebody smart at CBS, and I use that in air quotes, they decided after a while <laughs> that this didn't belong on CBS. And the decision was made to syndicate Hee Haw, which turned out to be a great uh, success. It did. It did. I guess CBS decided they wanted, you know, something else to replace. We were uh, 
replacement for the Smothers Brothers mm-hmm. uh, show, I think. And then I guess they decided they needed somebody to replace us yeah. <laughs> at some point. Well, y'all had the staying power. We're talking to Lulu Roman here on the Y'all Show. Talk with a southern accent. Of course, she starred on Hee Haw and has done a lot of other things in her career. And we're catching up with her now as, again, Hee Haw this year marks the 50th anniversary of its debut and then went into mm-hmm. syndication. Now, recently we lost uh, we lost Roy Clark, sadly. We lost yes. Buck Owens many years ago, but... You know, yep. for many of us growing up in the South and around the country, it was Buck Owens and the rest of the Hee Haw gang every Saturday afternoon slash evening. What a mm-hmm. what a tradition! It sure was. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> I assume you and Roy were fairly close. We were. We were. Did he? He he didn't live in Nashville though, right? No, he lived in Tulsa. That's what I thought. Around the Oklahoma area, you know, not quite in Tulsa, but yeah. yeah. So you probably didn't see him all that much, but y'all. Had no, had but it. we saw each other, you know, enough we, when we traveled and did shows and things together. Uh-huh. Well, of course, so many of the, the great gang. Now, this Cornfield Friends, we talked about this original cast going around. It includes yourself, Misty Rowe, Buck Trent, and Jana Jay. And tell us what this cast, what, what all you do in the Cornfield Friends presentation. We kind of do just a little... Um, a little mini hee-haw, maybe. We do some cornfield jokes and some things that we did when we were up against the board fence and uh, a couple of uh, little tunes, that, you know, that we do. And uh, it's it's a pretty good little thing for, you know, for 50 years out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all are going around the country with the cornfield friends? Uh-huh. We sure are. Yeah. Okay. And I know, I think it's just now coming out. I saw y'all recently on the Huckabee show. Y'all were on that. Yeah. Promoting yeah. it and, and getting all kinds of exposure in addition to being on the y'all show that, uh, certainly Thank Mike, you. <laughs> Mike Huckabee did a great job on television. And then, yeah, he's such a good guy. He is. And I guess most of the hee haw alums that are still with us are y'all mostly still in the Nashville area. Uh, most of us are the only one that's really not i think right uh, is misty and okay. she's closer now she's south carolina i think she was in la okay but uh she's she's come finally come south <laughs> yeah well i was thinking lulu you talked about how you got your role they needed someone that kind of fit your uh dimensions uh perhaps since you're one of the survivors here you think you might could be elevated to another position on the cast Really? (laughs) Find me some different clothes and surprise everybody, huh? (laughs) Yeah, that would be a good thing. We're talking with Lulu Roman here on today's Y'all Show from Hee Haw fame. When we come back, we'll continue to talk with Lulu, and we'll find out what she's doing from a music standpoint. If you haven't heard, she's a heck of a singer, and she's done some great work in the Southern Gospel field. We'll have all of that when we come right back on the Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore. 
Works when you don't. Use as directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Oh, hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. When is the perfect time to make something happen for your small business? The answer is always right now. Introducing the Right Now sale from Vistaprint, where you can get 50% off any one item to promote your business and save up to $100. Choose a fresh stack of postcards, a standout banner, or whatever you need most. Why not? It's 50% off, but only until March 3rd. Own the now with the Right Now sale and get 50% off any one item at vistaprint.com. Use promo code why not. That's vistaprint.com, promo code why not. Restrictions apply. See website for details. on the Y'all Show with John Rawl as we focus today on a little Southern and homespun humor. We have Lulu Roman, who was on Hee Haw for decades and is now part of the Cornfield Friends presentation, which is touring around. Go and check out to see if they're coming to a town near you. But of course, if you tuned into Hee Haw all those years, you saw Lulu and the Cornfield and I guess, Lulu, I want to ask you, what was the genesis of the cornfield? Who came up with that idea? Uh, I, you know, they had seven or eight writers. Mm-hmm. And generally, the writers are the ones who came up with it. And uh, a couple, Gordy Tapp was one of the writers. Um, Archie Campbell was one of the writers. Then they had other people that were just writers for, you know, country stuff <laughs> right and, and, and i'll be honest he haul's humor was unlike any that i've ever heard and it was good humor it was clean it was humor. yeah and it's timeless yeah. humor. and and so i truly miss it now good news i think it Thank is you. still airing on tbn is that right or we're, we're rfdtd um, who has Hee-Haw? it's rfd i believe it is okay yeah they have it out there, and I'm sure there's other yeah. ways for you to watch it. I'm, I'm assuming there's probably DVD collections of Hee Haw available. 
Uh-huh. Yep. All right. So you can check all that out if you haven't seen Hee Haw in a while or you've never seen it. If you're one of our younger listeners or viewers, <laughs> check check it out. Go there. on over there and check it out. It'll scare you to death. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the great things about the cornfield, if you know anything about Hee Haw, is y'all had your oftentimes your your main guest of the show would appear in the cornfield and mm-hmm. y'all just yeah. had a great time picking on them and and uh, always did yes <laughs> who were some, who were some of your favorite guests on hee the one that i enjoyed the most was sammy davis jr he was so funny he came in and he had uh, you know he wore an abundance of jewelry he had i don't know rings on every finger and so when they put me in the cornfield with him and we jumped up i just started taking his rings off mm. And putting them on me, you know. <laughs> and he let me do it for a minute. Then he caught up to it and went, ah! <laughs> and started taking them back. So, and that was funny. It was at the time, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, I know. And uh, I loved him and I loved uh, Ethel Merman. Oh. She was so funny. She was an old Broadway actress, you know. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they brought, you know, people from goodness, from movies and from, and from, uh, other TV shows, and you know, they uh, the guys who got our people were very uh, brilliant at getting you know um, people to uh, come and, and play you know right on Hee Haw. Well, your your fame in Hee Haw helped catapult you to other roles, including Lulu Roman. You appeared on one of my favorite shows from back in the day, The Love Boat. Yes. <laughs> Where did you go for that? Say that again? Where did you set sail from on that show? Well, actually, it was in the studio, honey, at CBS. Okay, you never got to go to some... <laughs> we didn't even get to go out on to see, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You also were on Touched by an Angel. So, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And that was that was another one where, you know, uh, we were... I was part of a family that was in, in the show that time. It was... A, family of singers and we all got killed in a bus crash it went off the off the side of a mountain <laughs> golly so they did away with us real quick <laughs> <laughs> well i need to go back and find those episodes somehow and and, and relive you back on the you know they, boat. they still show them every now and then because i'm still getting rerun checks from them wow yeah it's cool <laughs> yeah I, hopefully you're making some money off of hee-haw still uh not much. <laughs> not not as much. Nah. Okay. I think well, you know, when you get to the fifty year mark. Yeah. Now I would personally think that you would want you know, that they would give you more, you know. But it just gets less and less. <laughs> yeah, they should give you the cut of those who are unfortunately yes. aren't with us anymore. <laughs> yes. Well, Lulu, you've done more than just act. You also have been a recording artist. In fact, you have recorded 22 albums in your career. And I it, think it's like 26, 28 now. Okay. Well, golly, you've uh, been cranking them out since I got this information sent to me. Yes, I, I can yeah. believe it. Because you're not just doing one style of music. You've done gospel. You've done bluegrass. You are a Dove uh-huh. Award winner, and when did you Thank start you. singing? Were you singing all along during your Hee Haw years? No, I didn't really start singing until early 70s. Didn't know I could sing, really. Okay. When I got saved is when I just, you know, I said, Lord, let me sing, and I started singing, and uh, my pastor said, if you want to sing, I'll let you sing, you know, and about six months later, I had a good friend who was a lawyer in the church come up and say, Luke, you know, you, you really uh, have... Uh, 
done well. And I said, well, thank you. And he said, no, I mean, honey, you really done well. He said, when you first started singing, he said, you were awful. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I was real thankful that they uh, let me sing. <laughs> have most of your albums been on a gospel side? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, I've done a couple uh, country. I did one that was uh, the best one I've ever done is the last one that we did, and it's called uh, At Last, and I did Old Classics and Sanders, and that's that's my favorite. Oh, I had a good time doing that one. Oh, man. Well, you mentioned you were saved. What led your to your salvation? Where, where were you? What, what led uh, to that? I was pretty, pretty bad off, and I was, you know, I was a hippie kid for a long time. And uh, I managed to get myself busted, and I was looking at going to the penitentiary for about twenty years. And uh, were you? That's when I had a friend dealing drugs or just using. (laughs) Yep, I was doing it all back then. I was. And uh, I had a friend from the orphans' home who uh, who helped me, and uh, she's the one who took me to her church, and uh, she's the one who. Helped me get through the whole thing, and uh, I managed to get. Uh, at so, first, they were going to do twenty years, and then it, they did a probation. And then, after a couple of months, um, I got a full and complete pardon from the governor of the state of Texas. So that was a real felt like that was a real miracle. You yeah, know? and you've done something good with your life since then. It's. I've sure tried to. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Well, so I, mean, much. I haven't heard about you in the newspapers for the wrong reason. Is my whole point. So, <laughs> and Thank that's what you. that's what every pardon, every governor or president, when they give a pardon, they don't want that person to turn mm-hmm. around and bite them in the tuchus. And so that's right. <laughs> you've been a good example. No tuchus biting, honey. <laughs> you've done a good job. So you said your latest album is you call it at last. At last, and it's been out there, you know, a couple of years, but it's. Uh, old classics and standards like at last and uh oh goodness let's see uh there's i did so many of them yeah some of the old ones you know Mm -hmm. what else is on at last and what else uh you are so beautiful yeah and i sing that a lot now do you now Uh, if we see you in performance with the cornfield friends are you singing in addition to just giving people a good laugh think we're going to like maybe sing one song a piece or something i'm not sure okay. there is a few little moments uh that the cornfield friends just all sing together but i don't think they've really yeah everybody gets about 20 minutes yeah so it, it kind of depends on what you can work in that you know of course i'm gonna try to work in music you know <laughs> right well since he hall was such a a, a, a a show that was on for so long and y'all essentially kind of had the same look for so long. Do you have any elements of the original set that you were able to take with you when the show ended? I have a hee-haw donkey, honey. You do? I do. <laughs> That's great. A big hee-haw donkey that, you know, they hung on the... Yeah? So you, where do you have that displayed? That's in my house right now. I just moved. Okay. And, uh, Right now, it's laying on some big boxes. We're trying to determine where we're going to put okay. it. Okay, I don't know if I that's the kind of thing. Put it in there and put pictures of maybe he all around it, ah, friends okay. and stuff. You know? I don't know if that's the kind of thing. What room in the house <laughs> that would go into? That's more. Yeah, uh, 
probably the den. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know yes. if you'd go into the area by your shower every day when you got out of the shower, you'd see that donkey looking at you. <laughs> Funny. Uh, no, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, it's Cornfield Friends starring the original cast members of Hee Haw. In addition to Lulu Roman, you can find Jana J, Buck Trent, Misty Rowe. And again, you can go and find out more information where they'll be touring. You're setting up shows throughout yeah. the country, including Canada. You'll be going there, too. And yep. it should be a lot of fun. You're going to have a busy couple of months here with Cornfield sure Friends. And I know you're also going to have a whole lot of fun along the way. Lulu Roman, yep. thank you very much for being on the Y'all Show today. Thank you, and, and, honey. You have a great day. All right. Well, you have a Thanks great day. Thanks to all too. you people out there who've been our... Uh, Goodness, who's been you? If you watch Hee Haw, you gave us our lives, and we're very grateful. Thank you. And we're grateful for your talent as well, Lulu Roman. Everybody, well, that will wrap up our y'all show today. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back here with you again tomorrow with another outstanding episode. Until that time, have a great day. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When you're always on the go, what would you prefer? An office phone system? Hey, it's Rochelle. Sorry I missed you earlier. Had an errand to run, but I'm back in the office, so give me a call when you get this. Or one that works on your cell phone. No hardware needed, courtesy of Grasshopper. Oh, one sec. It's a business call. Hi, this is Rochelle with WayForward Partners. How can I help? There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Today, I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. 
Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.